0: You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Chanel, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. I know. I'm so excited to be here with one of my friends and biz besties, Chanel Senego. Chanel is a marketing strategist and the founder of Level, a networking group for this generation's leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators. She lives in San Diego, has a pup named Jack, and when she's not out connecting like-minded entrepreneurs and marketing for her clients, she's sipping on some sort of fancy margarita. so Welcome, Chanel.
1: Thank you. That was a great (laughs) introduction.
0: (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. So before we get into like my usual good, bad, and woo-woo and all that stuff, I want to talk about how we met. So you can start. Should I, from
1: my perspective? Okay.
0: (laughs) I have like such a painted picture,
1: like still ingrained um, from (laughs) the moment we met. Um, But we met at the launch of level, which was then Dames Collective. So that was just about two and a half, no, a little over two and a half years ago yeah. uh, in San Diego. And I was like such a stress case. Cause I was trying to deal with this launch where I was halfway expecting nobody to show up. And then we had over 200 people show up and this girl comes up to me and she goes, I need to introduce myself. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I quit my job and I'm starting my own business. And I'm so grateful that you started something like this. Like, can we connect? And I felt like I just immediately understood you. Like, I don't know, we connected so well in that moment. I was like, yes. like, I need to help her. I don't know how, but I need to help her. And, um, it's so funny that now that that relationship has so quickly transitioned to helping each other and I admire you so much. It's it's wild to think that that was such a short time ago. It feels like it's been a while.
0: Oh my God. It's crazy and to think like we basically met when we were both starting our businesses. So we were both so new. It was like Dames's um launch party and then I had literally, like I said, just quit my job and was like, <laughs> what am I doing? And now how far we've come. Like you guys have so many chapters and level and just your business as well. And then mine. So it's so exciting. So Janelle and I go way back. We go back to our literal female founding days. So this is going to be a super (laughs) fun interview. Okay. So good, bad and woo woo. So that's how I like to start all my episodes. So share something good that you're working on or something to celebrate, um, something bad or a challenge, and then something woo-woo, which I know you'll have, you'll have a good one. I
1: so, have a lot of
0: woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> so my good this week is... I already did two podcast episodes this week, so I have to come up with a new one. Um, my good this week is, I would say my template shop. I'm feeling super confident in the templates. I've gotten a lot of people have bought them. So I've gotten a ton of feedback from them, like how I can fix them, how I can update them and just make them better for everyone else. So I've been working super hard on all of that. And I feel super confident in like what I'm producing and giving to people, even though they're not working with me custom one-on-one challenge. We're just like still in quarantine. Like I just actually can't believe that this is still happening and I'm really over it. I just like miss my mom and my dad. Like I want to go hang out with them. So that's definitely a struggle. I'm kind of like in that, I don't know, like doomsday. Like I don't like to say doomsday, but like, is it going to be over? Like Alex came home from the grocery store today and was like, I literally almost got run over. Like I almost (laughs) got run over in the grocery store. I was like, no so that's my challenge. Um, and then woo woo. So this is actually super cool. I did this this morning. I thought about it in my dreams. Um, I am working on like manifesting more and like bringing that more into my life and just like learning more about it. So this morning I wrote down, so like every month I have my goals for the amount of contracts that I want to sign. So this month, and every time I sign a new client, I send a handwritten card. So, I wrote the the handwritten card to these new clients that I want to manifest, and then, after writing each one, I visualized the contract and the and the invoice coming into my <clears throat> into my inbox, and I did that for all of the clients that I want to bring in this um, this month, so that was kind of fun and and like a picture of gratitude and then I just kind of like looked at my current clients and was like like sent out a bunch of gratitude to them because I really want this month to be my biggest month ever so I want to make sure that gratitude is like number one I just spilled my water (laughs) is number one on my list god my hands I'm so Italian I just move my hands when I talk um so yeah that's what I did this morning and I actually really love it. and I'm definitely gonna do that every month so yeah you want to share your love it yeah Okay. My good The something I'm really, I guess something I'm
1: really excited about. I've been really excited about a lot of things this week, but, um, and recently, but I am finally getting things streamlined or like set up for my podcast that will be launching. Um, and I think that's been something exciting for me because I'm so involved in my business, like every piece of it, as we all know as entrepreneurs. but um I've brought on brought in some help recently with other aspects of the business, so this podcast allows me to like have a more of a passion project, yeah, if that you know yeah, and um, so I'm excited about that. um and then I also have. Landed like thirteen thousand dollars in contracts for clients in the last week.
0: So Ooh, that's so exciting, yeah. and I know that was your goal too. Like yeah, it I was. Chatted, but you were like, "Oh, I hope that I get that." Well, yes,
1: I know it's wild. It was like my goal was ten, and then I mean, I exceeded that. So yeah, in a week, I was sweet. like, "What?" What and is your marketing
0: And with your marketing clients?
1: Yes, with my right. marketing
0: clients. Oh my yeah. god, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, um the bad. I mean, yeah, fuck quarantine. I'm so over this. Like my hair is horrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just everything, I need everything done, but, um, I don't know. I'm so optimistic about everything. So I just like kind of find the good in it all. And I feel like this has given me the time to just kind of find more peace in like the craziness of entrepreneurship. So, um, I guess the bad would be the quarantine and I'm just ready to be outside. Oh, yeah. I have no AC and it's hot as hell here right now. Oh my god, That's the bad. That's yeah. I remember those
0: days in San Diego and you had no AC.
1: Yeah. I'm fighting yeah. the bullet. I'm going to go buy one today. <laughs> yeah. <really. laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I know. Cause I was thinking about that the other day about quarantine. I was like thinking about how I'm so adaptable. Like when someone's like, you just have to stay home. Like I just do. Or like, I move like I've moved so much, so like I'm just really kind of it's like this is my new environment. But the other day was the first time where I just really felt like so, like, I guess unsettled is probably the best word that I have for it, where I was just like, ugh, yeah, I'm not happy with the day to day right now.
1: Oh, totally, because there's no like change, you know, there's you can't just do whatever you want, but yeah, my woo woo is. I'm not sure, I'm sure I've told you this, but I am pretty convinced that um at least I'm manifesting Reese Witherspoon to buy my company eventually. Yes. And um <laughs> I don't know if that's like common knowledge, and I don't know if that's like appropriate thing to talk about, like getting your company purchased by somebody, but <laughs> wow. um, you know, that's what I'm doing as I'm building to sell. Um, but I have, you know, had a lot of weird instances where I've gotten closer and closer, I think, in contact. Um, or that connection, I guess, with her. And it, I started receiving, like, probably when I started really manifesting and focusing on it, out of nowhere, I started receiving mail in my mailbox, like my home mailbox with somebody, the last name Witherspoon.
0: Oh, my God, that's crazy. I know. So we'll (laughs) see what happens. (laughs) oh my god i love that that's crazy yeah, i i remember we were talking about that and you were saying that that's i mean it's gonna happen i don't know why she wouldn't
1: i know we're gonna be besties soon she's gonna be part of our biz besties
0: group yes we she can be on the podcast guys <laughs> next guest Reese Witherspoon. you're welcome <laughs> <love it. laughs> Um, okay. Awesome. So why don't you just start out, tell us a little bit about you. Like if someone doesn't know who you are, just about you, what you do, and maybe you like the start of your businesses.
1: Yeah. So I started, I think the best place to start would be like my marketing. Cause that's where I started my career. And I started within the action sports industry, working for a company, uh, e-commerce company that was owned by Billabong. And I left the company after four years and started to transition into kind of like a more consulting freelance role. And within that time frame, I was living in Orange County and then mo- tried to move back to LA where I went to high school and hated it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to move to San Diego. Uh, my best friend lived down here and I just made the leap and Figured it out as I went along between freelance and working in restaurants and just doing whatever I needed to do at 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I eventually landed uh, at a job at an agency here working with really high profile clients. And I just thought agency life was going to be the end all be all for me. And I was going to like kind of climb that corporate ladder and become, um, you know, part of the C-suite team. And I was miserable. Like, I was so miserable. I didn't leave my desk. I had not only had like all these clients, but I had really high profile ones. So the pressure was always on. Mm -hmm. And I just realized there were so many things in my life that had, I became negative. I had like gained a lot of weight. I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I had some other like pretty traumatic stuff happen at that time that kind of forced me to leave. So I left after a short time there. And during that time, I was in this really weird place. Like, you know, when you think for such a long period of your time that this is like your end goal in life, like this is going to be your career. And this is how, you know, you've mapped it all out. And that comes to a screeching halt. You're like, what am I doing with my life now? Yeah. Like I couldn't, I had always been driven. I've always been very driven, very goal oriented. And all that was gone. And I felt like kind of helpless or useless. It was, mm-hmm. I don't wish that feeling upon anybody. I don't even know how to properly articulate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that time I started consulting with, with a friend of mine, uh, for her business and just like helping her out with marketing. And that's kind of what the idea for a dames collective, which is now level, um, came to be. And so I, I really was looking for a group of women that were like-minded had the same drive, uh, had their own businesses where we could all help one another through this, like weird entrepreneur phase, like the beginning startup phase, like tell me what you did wrong. Like, so I can learn from that. And let me help you with marketing and, you know, marketing strategy and branding. And you could help me with accounting. I don't know whatever it was. And so it started to develop into this brunch club and we well, that's what we thought it would be. And then, like I mentioned, we started to plan out the launch party in San Diego and which is where our flagship chapter and HQ headquarters, like is located. And we planned it and it was September 14th, two, 2017. Wow. Um, you remember
0: that day? So then I probably started my business like
1: the... Right then? Like the 12th? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was wild. And so we started planning out this whole launch and it was really over the top because I'm over the top and I wanted every detail of the launch to be female owned or partially owned. So everything down to like our bartenders, our liquor that we served, like everything was female owned. And then this wild thing happened, where there was this sinkhole in the middle of the freeway right next to our venue, which caused the most amount of traffic I think San Diego has ever seen. And you don't, oh my gosh, it it took me, so for those that aren't familiar with San Diego, um, I lived in OB, Ocean Beach at the time. Our event was in Mission Valley, which is normally what, like a 10, 12 minute drive. Yeah. Took me about an hour and a half to get oh back. Man. Um, I should have just brought my clothes with me. Yeah. And so, uh, we, you know, I was really hoping to have like, my goal was 50 people to walk through that door. And I figured, okay, if we get 50 people through this door, we could probably find 10 people that would be interested in being part of our like group. Well, we ended up having over 200 women show up to this event. It was so wild. It was so much fun. It yeah. was, Oh my God. I had to. Tell so, it. I was in- yeah. It was crazy. It was wild. It yeah. was just Yeah, it was uh, like, I'm a lot of loss for words. So um, that's kind of like how it came to be. And that's what kicked it off. And so since then, you know, it's been, like I said, a little over two and a half years. And we are now in technically nine cities across the country. We're active in eight. Our launch in Denver got pushed back because of quarantine. And we are still on track to be launching, hopefully, four more chapters this year. Um, and then quickly after that, I mean, we have about 12 chapters in 12 cities in the queue to launch. Um, we just want to do it the right way. And
0: yeah, that's me. Yeah. And I that- love tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's amazing. And like, I think too, like, I always tell people like networking is such a huge part of your business and not just from like referrals and the, you know, making those connections with people in your, in your city, but for your own sanity as an entrepreneur, like it's so easy to sit in your house and be alone with your computer all day, every day and not pick your head up and like go to networking events. But like you need that support. Like we are still like, we, even though I live in New Hampshire and you live in San Diego, like we still talk all the time about business and like support And without that, or and my other friends that are entrepreneurs as well, like I don't know what I would do.
1: Yeah, it's honestly been such a saving grace for me. And I know other people to be able to connect with women and men that are at that same drive level as you are. They understand your highs and your lows. And honestly, if any, I mean, I'm not in a relationship, but for those people that are in relationships, I think networking. And the communities that come with it are also helpful to saving and keeping your relationship healthy, uh, your romantic relationships, because there is only so much that your significant other can probably hear you talk about your business, you know? So it is a good outlet for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then even to like, like other friends you know, your other mm-hmm. friends, they don't really understand. Like I have like my best friends, Like I love them to death, but like, they don't know like the day to day and like surrounding yourself with people that have similar businesses or have better, more successful businesses or different businesses can help give you that perspective that you might need or like that epiphany that you're like, Oh my God, I need to try that for my business or something that clicks yeah. Like that support and advice. Like in January, I went to Bali with my mastermind group and it was amazing. Like it was my first time going, like being with other women for two weeks. And like my energy was like so high vibe that like, I wasn't bringing on any new clients in January. And January has been like one of my best months this year because, and I really do believe that it was because I was surrounded by other women. And like, we were just all, like, we'd be out to dinner, like drinking cocktails and being like, okay, well, what do you think about this funnel idea? Or like, do you like this? And it was like, yeah, so fun. Like it was so much fun. I like,
1: know It's fun. I love that. that. Yeah. That brains, those brainstorming sessions are like the best, especially if you have had a couple cocktails, because it's just like the creative, if you're around creatives and business owners, you're like, they just get it and yeah. i will say that those friends that you make that are also business owners are always going to be your best and biggest cheerleaders yeah you know 100% so they they are the ones that are going to they're going to feed you leads they're the ones that are going to send people your way or tell people about you and they fully get it they there's it's just a different way of thinking i think um i mean i'm pretty sure my sister still thinks that i don't like really have a job so um, <laughs> <laughs> Like what, so, is, what do we do all day? Honestly, <laughs> I don't I want, know. They're like, you have a flexible schedule. I'm like, I have a flexible schedule, but I work like 12 hour days. <laughs> like I'm constantly working all the time, but entrepreneur, let me tell you, if there's anybody out there that's thinking about becoming their own boss and like <laughs> starting a business, <laughs> it is great, but entrepreneurship is not as glamorous as people like to make it out to be. <laughs>
0: no, I had no idea I had to sell. Like, I was like, oh, I love design. I'm going to start my own business because screw corporate. And then I was like, oh, I need to do everything else. Like, I literally had no idea. Like, no idea. But I also don't think that should hold you back because we have had no idea and we've both built successful businesses and just have, like, learned along the way. So, yeah, but yeah. I know. I think people are like, oh, entrepreneur, that's cute. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you. I feel like you. I haven't showered in like four days and my is <laughs> <eyes laughs> bleeding from staring at my computer. <laughs> I was gonna say the same exact thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I know. It's 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 crazy. It's really wild.
0: What do you think it was like the biggest surprise for you when you did start your business?
1: Oh my gosh, it was con- like I will say the first year of business was so blissfully incredible because you're still like learning everything and then you get into year two and you're like, I need to get my shit together. Like I need to know these things. Like this is where the traction actually starts to happen. It's not just about getting your name out there or, you know, solidifying your branding and your website, whatever it might be. It's year two really that changes things. Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint anything, but I will say, just like internal communication and building your building out your team, we have you know technically part of our team. There's about 22 of us now, and so just being able to be a good leader and be a good manager and be a good boss—that's been something that I was kind of like, oh, I didn't. I've managed teams before, but never to this capacity of um, how interwoven I'm in different departments I'm working with. If that makes sense. Um, what, what else was really shocking? Oh, accounting and like the financial and the legal stuff. Okay. Trademark your business. Yeah. Right. right.
0: (laughs) Um, from my
1: mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then I think that just get people on your team. I know people say this all the time and you might not have the like finances to do it. I definitely know that feeling, but keep yourself aware and and learn the like not sexy parts of the business like right away just yeah. start off on the right foot don't kind of half-ass it you know
0: yeah for sure yeah accounting like I still I had <laughs> I'm trying to find a new accountant actually okay and I had calls with like three three people this week and I they're like can you send me this this and this I'm like I literally don't know anything like I have a QuickBooks account. Can I just send you the login? Like, I don't even know what's happening. Like I still, I've tried so hard to try to get on top of it. And I just like, can't get my shit together. Oh, I have the most amazing accountant now who
1: just like jumped into my QuickBooks and she just like did everything.
0: Yes. I think I found her. So I'm very hopeful. (laughs) My business coach, Jessica, she's Oh, we also had the same business coach. Um, Jessica was, I had a call with her the other day. She's like, can you send me your p from Q1? I was like, um, yeah, sure. I'm going to give you that in like two weeks.
1: <laughs> I know she did that on our last call too. She's like, I need your Q1 P&L. and I was like,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm like quickly emailing my accountant. I'm like, do you have that? <laughs> yeah, please, please transcribe what she just said. Um, I think for you too, what like would be a big one and maybe we can talk a little bit about it is systems so whether you have you know a business like me where it's literally me and like one other person or if it's just you or you have a team of 22 people implementing systems is like the number one thing to do to scale and the reason for that is is because like once you start you know bringing on all these clients and you have work and you want to outsource, you have systems in place. So you have a VA who can come in and she can, you know, like get right into it after some training. Um, That's a huge reason. And then another reason, uh, another reason is for your clients and professionalism. Um, I, there's so many moving parts in a brand and website design and like, you know, a rebrand, like, you know, because you just went through it. So if I didn't have systems, the client would be like, what in God's name is happening right now? Like where, where are we? So that was something that I learned like pretty early on was like systems are key. And there, it also just helps you like peace of mind. Like, you know, you have everything. And I currently use Asana for, I have two girls, two designers, and then a marketing person Oh, two marketing people, actually. And it's just like so easy for everything to be set up and all that stuff. So systems is like a big thing. And do you want to speak to that maybe more on like a smaller scale? So maybe when you were like first launching like your first chapter and then maybe explain, maybe explain briefly like how the networking thing works and then like implementing those systems. Cause I think that could be really helpful for our listeners. Like how we we do our networking? Yeah, like basically. So like you have two chapter leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, each chapter
1: city has um two chapter leaders, and we divide those roles into two. Obviously, so obviously, that's not them. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Um, so they each have a their own role. So it's broken up by one person is in charge of programming and partnerships. So basically securing speakers, sponsors, um, or partners, um, like we like to call them because it's mutually beneficial. And then, uh, they also secure the venue and pretty much anything programming wise just filters through them. And then the second person is in charge of social media and promotions. So they do all social media, any type of promotions. Then they also do, um, a lot of like member management and then they both come together to, Collaborate like we're highly like focused on collaboration in our community. So they collaborate on event ideas or whatever it might be that can add value to their um, community, and then also for like the sales piece too. So we have two events per month. We have a morning mind fuel. That's like our signature event. Uh, I think that's what really makes us stand out. We cover a different topic each month, and we bring in two speakers uh two to three speakers on that topic that have either like that's their area of expertise or they've had like wild success in that area um and then there's a networking piece to it and all these are in-person events I don't know if I clarified that obviously not right now but (laughs) they are and pre-quarantine pre and post And then, um, we have our after hours and that is more of your social networking. It's opportunity for people that either have like a side hustle and they're still doing their nine to five thing and want to meet like-minded women to like get that themselves out of there. Um, or just like a more relaxed way to network and meet new people, et cetera. So, um, we launched our, I think that was that's a pretty good overview of everything. Yeah, yeah, but
0: that's perfect. so basically there's like two people in the chapters and they both have different, you know, responsibilities. And I think that's really important. And that's something that I learned actually from like when I was in my agency job, like no one had a defined role and it was chaos all the time. Like you you need to have people for specific things. And that was something that I learned. Like my first outsource was a VA and I had specific tasks that I knew that she could do without me. So it was like, this is what she did rather than me kind of doing some of that and then her doing part of it. So I think that's really important is if you are thinking of outsourcing, even if it's just like five hours a month, having a defined role for that person and like defined tasks that they need to do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we quickly found that that was the best way to handle things. Um, and we're still, we're still making adjustments there. You know, we are constantly evolving and that's a big focus for us right now is the overall like systems and procedures and just how we run things internally and how that affects everything outwardly. So we are, Um, you know, each chapter has about, I would say 40 to 50 members. We do hit capacity at 70. Um, and then we, uh, we do take like non-members and stuff like that for events, but we like to keep it small, um, and intimate as much as we can. But what we, when we launched our second chapter, which was Phoenix outside of, you know, San Diego was, it was Phoenix. And we had no idea what the hell we were doing. Mm-hmm. We had some really great help that we had contracted into, like build out what it would, what we thought it would look like and how we could replicate what we did here. But it was, it's so different once you're in it and you're doing it versus what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, God bless the two women that led the Phoenix chapter to start because it was a hot mess um, and still like, could be in some, in some ways, but we have really dialed it in into like, okay, what is it that you need? Um, hearing from our chapter leaders, like what would have been better for onboarding materials? Like how would the process have been more helpful to be structured and just really getting the feedback. And I think that this also relates to business owners in general, no matter what you do, if you're service-based, um, product-based, whatever it is, if you're if your systems are either internal or working with the client, it is important to remember that it's always going to evolve. So don't be like stuck or like married to any one way, because Mm -hmm. it's always about bettering your processes um, and being more supportive for you, but also making it as seamless and clean for your client um, or customer. And so what I would highly suggest is bring somebody on like, a friend or whatever, just a smaller project and put them through like everything that you would, you think that they need to go through as a client and really take notes like, Oh, it would have been better to have them, you know, also include their Instagram handle and their Facebook link, you know, right from the get go versus on the second questionnaire they receive. Yeah, like little things like that just really start to make your life easier.
0: Yeah, and feedback is huge. I recently just reached out to like five past clients that I really enjoyed working with, but just kind of asked, like, you know, what could we have improved better? What was your favorite part of the process? What was your least favorite part? What was the most stressful? Like, um, so that I can know, like, where we could do higher touch points with the client. So, you know, for I'm personally in a client based business, which I think a lot of people um, listening are as well, and you know, don't be afraid of that feedback. Cause I've definitely gotten bad feedback before where you like oh, take it so personally and it's so yeah. hard not to. Um, but there are ways for people to say it nicely, um, without having to hurt your feelings. <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah, but asking for feedback and like in a constructive way that could actually help you. So like, for example, in our business right now, I'm trying to find the high touch points. So like working with me custom one-on-one is like an up-leveling experience. It's an elevating experience. It's a luxury experience, like it's high touch point. So I'm trying to figure out where I can offer more support in the process and like where they need it so that's kind of like was my direct question that I was asking for for feedback so having a direct way not just like oh how was it it's kind of like did you like how the questionnaire was written out like what what did you feel like could have been more in detail and like move on from there and then yeah getting an outside opinion like to your business coach or a friend or just like have someone else go through the process like when we before we launch a website like my client and I go through the website so many times, like we go through it, we pretend like we're doing it. We have like, I have, my boyfriend has probably looked at all of the websites I've launched and I've like made him log in on his computer and see what pops up and like all of this stuff. And it's so important to get that third opinion because that's kind of like bringing in the new perspective, but being open to it as well. Totally. Absolutely. And, and I think it also
1: remember, I mean, I think that a lot of us also go through other people's onboarding processes from, you know, the client perspective, think about what you really enjoyed, what made it easier. You know, did you like questionnaires that were shorter or longer, or did you like getting, you know, everything you needed for the onboarding process right away? Did you like it segmented? You know, just think about what you enjoyed. And then um, also coupled with what makes your life easier as a business owner. So that way you can make something custom to you. Um, And I'm going to just like say, if that's not an area you're good at, because it's definitely not an area I'm good at, find somebody to help you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to implement it. True for literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah, like, so systems are definitely key. And especially if you're going to grow, And like over time, you just don't want to go back. You don't want to go back and be like, Oh my God, I have to redo all of this because, and you've already been in business for four years and you know, shit hit the fan and you can't literally can't go forward with what you have now. It's better to start and invest, um, just to make things easier for you. And you touched on something earlier that I was going to add to, um, Oh, about like, the things that you don't, didn't know that you knew, like needed to know when you started a business. And last month was a huge month for me. And I was just like celebrating it with Alex. And he was like, was it harder or was it easier? And I was like, I like took a few minutes to think about it because when I first started my business, I never in a million years would have thought that this is what my monthly revenue would be. And it is harder. Like it's harder to manage people. Like you're not managing. I don't like that word because I call everyone like on our team, like a team member, but like Mm -hmm. looking after for other people rather than me. And then also having the pressure from my clients, because we do have such a high quality service and you know, that, is really high touch point and luxurious, I guess, is the best word I can think of. So that's a a pressure because it's, you know, there's high expectations. So there definitely comes more pressure with the more you grow. Um, But it's also like, you won't get there by like holding yourself back. Like you said, like the, you know, don't worry about it being perfect and changing it because it's going to change. Like it's going to change. We've both changed our business names as well. Like I just have (laughs) We don't yeah. I know
1: I know. honestly that's you know one of the things I got a question a lot when we changed the name um and you know they'd have been they said like are you upset about it like how do you feel and I was like no because I don't I'm not married to anything mm-hmm. I'm not emotionally and like connected I make sure that I just keep a little bit of a level of connection what I was upset about was like the time and work that it had gone into building the brand within that name, right? Um, or building or all the work that I was now putting on the plates of all my chapter leaders to make this transition over. But you have to be like flexible. Like it's just you just have to be and honestly I think it makes you a better person. And I think that if you play small, you're gonna be small. And Mm -hmm. if you just open your kind of like eyes to, or kind of the way you think about your business and just keep that like kind of openness to it. I don't know how to properly articulate, but like, if you're just open and you take what comes to you and you are also putting that out, you're going to be successful, you know, that coupled with like hustle and drive, I think makes you successful.
0: Yeah. And not being narrow minded. Like if something's not working, like, you know, finding something new and, not allowing like perfectionism to hold you back like I get a lot of people that are like oh it's not ready like I'm not ready for my one-on-one service to go or whatever like I'm not ready for it to go live and it's like done is way better than perfect and I know that's like a Pinterest quote we see all over the place but like To break it down even further, like you can't, there are people out there that need your service, and by you not launching, you are not helping those people. Like you're keeping them Mm -hmm. from getting the service that you can offer. So, by just, it doesn't need to be perfect. Like you just need to put it out there, say what it is. Like you can fix your website, you can fix your logo, like you can change your business name, like just get it out there um, Mm -hmm. so that you can help those people that need you. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean,
1: yep. I mean, I tell clients that all the time, like you're literally doing the world a disservice by not putting yourself out there. Yeah. Just there's somebody for everybody. Don't think about it being saturated. Don't, I mean, I'm in the most saturated freaking market there is for entrepreneurs, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with marketing and it's, people are going to gravitate towards you. I mean, I'm sure we'll tap into this a little bit more, but about personal brand and things like that, but, um, just freaking do it, just do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, the, one of the podcast episodes I did with Nicole Kramer on sales. I don't know if you listened to that one, but Mm -hmm. that was what she said. She said, like, it sounds silly, but they're like overdone. Like you are your most valuable asset. So, so many people are like, I mean, I work with all health coaches and life coaches, like that is what funds my, (laughs) what allows me to live and eat and run my business. And if they were all like, Oh, well you already have already worked with a health coach, then I'm just not going to become one. Then it like, then what's the point? And I think Nicole used a really good example. If you guys haven't listened to that, you should go back and listen to that episode after this one. Um, but she said like, if, um, I think she used Lady Gaga. She said, like, if Lady Gaga heard Beyonce sing and then was like, oh, just kidding, I'm not going to sing anymore, then she wouldn't have had a business. But they're two totally different people and they have two totally different, like, arts and brands and voice, voices and all that stuff. And the same goes for us as personally. Are you ready to finally have a website you're proud of? A website that showcases your services, attracts your ideal clients, and allows you to finally charge what you're worth? Our Show It website templates are plug and play, completely customizable and designed strategically for coaches and wellness businesses to make an impact online. And when I say completely customizable, I mean it. Fonts, colors, logo, photos, literally everything can be changed to fit your brand and vision. With a video library full of step-by-step videos, you can have your website up and running before you know it and can ditch the one you currently have. Head to CurrentDesignStudio.com to shop your brand new website and use code DESIGN 915 for almost $90 off. So that's a perfect transition. Do you want to touch on personal branding and what that means for you? Because you have, you know, Chanel Senego Chanel Senego marketing, Chanel Senego owner of level, like all of the things. So <laughs> you yeah. want to talk just about how like you've kind of got that going. Cause that's been like a, something that I've been trying to do now for like six years. Yeah. Months. Yeah. So I can definitely
1: touch on that. So I, my whole focus with my marketing, one of like my core like pillars that I implement with clients is the humanization aspect. Uh, I think it's huge and I think it lends to every other piece of your business, not just your marketing, mm-hmm. uh, but what like, it really is like the core to making you successful. And I think that with myself, I'll speak about myself because I think that's the easiest piece is I was so afraid in a sense or like not ready to dedicate my time to launching myself as a personal brand. And it sounds so silly and I think that's why I was kind of crippled by it. I was like, what do people care about me? Like I, my brand is my brand. like my you know level is about its community and the people that make it up. It's not about me. And I, with, you know, help from friends and give, getting that little bit of more push, I decided to really invest the time in building my personal brand. So about a couple of months ago, I started building up my like personal Instagram brand and how did I identify myself? And I already knew the things that I loved and what I wanted to put out there. And I find like, i'm a pretty likable person (laughs) um i definitely get that confidence i think from my mother so Um, but i i think that it's just also i'm one of those people that's like you either like me or you don't like me and that's okay like no harsh feelings and the people that do like me i think it's because there's pieces about me that are relatable um you know, I'm really open, like I'm a total open book. There's no, like nothing that's off the table for me really. So I wanted to be able to create that with, um, you know, Chanel, Sinego, right? Like my Instagram and uh, what's behind that. And so what I found was it actually started to really help my marketing business and my networking business. I feel that people felt more connected to me. They were able to put a face to the brand, I was just more like candid. I didn't put just put out there what I wanted to put out or what I thought should be put out there. And so I finally started taking these pieces of advice that, you know, I give to my consulting clients and I started implementing them for myself. And I started treating myself like a client. Yeah. And, you know, started kind of working on my own strategy. And so that's kind of where Chanel Sinego came from and Chanel Sips came from was, you know, I love. You know, tequila and my go to drink is a spicy margarita. It became like this funny joke. Like every time I would go out with friends and we'd get a drink, they'd be like, Oh, let me guess, you want a skinny, spicy margarita on the mm-hmm. rocks of salt, you know, it was like the you know, yes, kind of I became would. the thing. Please tell the waitress that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, and like literally no sweetener. Yeah. And so um, and so I started to incorporate that, and that's where Chanel Sips was born because they feel that. There's so, there, there was so much, there were so many other pieces that fed into that, that people don't realize that really make up what Chanel sips on the surface. It comes across very casual and easy and relatable, but for me, it's so much deeper than that. And I, if I'm going off on a tangent, like, just like steer me back. No, um, but I am half Israeli and i um, going, growing up going to Israel every year to be with my family Uh, I would just remember the days of just sitting out having like, I mean, I wasn't drinking at a young age, but you know, I'd just be sitting there and everyone was in no rush and they were all having drinks together. And they were just, it was all about being together and having conversation. No one needed to hurry up and get home because they were Mm -hmm. tired. I mean, these, these dinners, like Shabbat dinners would go so late and i just remember how cool it was to just be surrounded by the people and the conversation so i think that the very basis of what Chanel sips is implements that kind of core value is that having drinks with your friends is so much more than just having drinks you know mm-hmm. it's your time to relax and unwind and have good conversation and just really like put everything else aside and come back to like the sim- the simplicity of life and what's most important so I wanted to evoke that through my social media and we'll be able to do that through the, um, podcast and it all comes back to like the community piece for me. So, um, I hope that answers
0: people that they connect with. Like I don't want to work with someone who I don't get along with. Like I want to know that like I get along with someone and I do the same thing with my clients. I say like, would they pass the drink test. Like would I sit and like have a glass of wine, with this client, like, yes, then I for sure want to work with them. So as far as like developing a personal brand, so like for me, I think of like, okay, Olivia Silvestro, she's a brand designer and brand strategist. Um, she loves to travel and she loves the water. Like that's just all things me, Yogi, you know, all this stuff. And then I own, current design studio and then I also have a podcast and those are supporting things to you know my personal brand where like my personal brand I also like this year I've started guest speaking in coaching groups and doing podcast interviews and like there's so much more to me than current design studio and I think for people um like this has been like evolving over the last year that I really decided like, okay, I really want to go the agency route with current and really make it that like high level, you know, agency where I'm always going to be the face of the brand, but it could be run by other designers and, um, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, so for someone who wants to separate themselves from their business. And a question that I get a lot on Instagram actually is like, should I have a personal or, um, business Instagram? Like, should I have them separate or like, should I separate them? And typically for coaches who I work with, I say no, because like for health coaches and life coaches, they are, And yoga instructors, like they're living the life that their clients want. So, like, you know, I wanna see that my health coach is like making healthy recipes and hanging out with her boyfriend on the weekends and like walking her dog and like doing yoga every Monday. Like, I wanna see that. But my clients, like, I don't want them to know that I'm drinking wine at five o'clock on a Friday night. (laughs) Like, they don't need to know what I'm doing separately. But I do want to share like the entrepreneur side. So, for someone who wants to have a personal brand, they want to like, they know that there's so much more to their, um, their, than just their business. Where should they start? And like, I always come back to Instagram. It's like having two separate Instagram accounts, but what's your perspective as far as like a marketing, um, angle goes. Totally. So, I get this question like at
1: least a few times a day. I'm not joking.
0: <laughs> I believe um, it because I get it and I don't even like do any of this. I don't even do marketing. <laughs> yeah, this is a
1: very, this is um, a crippling thing for people. People yes. are constantly crippled by this because and it keeps them from launching. The thing is, is that you are you have, okay. If I'm going to say anything just to kick this off and I would say, write this down. Your brand is meant to always outlive your business. Your brand
0: is (laughs) your, that's going to be the quote. I have a quote graphic that I always post with this and it's going to be that. Okay. So, um, your brand
1: is always meant to outlive your business and like your legacy. yeah. So this is the thing is that, as we've talked about on this podcast already, is that our businesses
0: have pivoted constantly, right? Like they've evolved, their we names have, have changed. Wh- of that: Like oh, only three years, not even three years into business. And we've both changed so much. Correct. And so that's, that's kind of just how business is. But when
1: you really focus on a, on the brand, okay. Like whether it's personal or just an overall brand, mm-hmm. It will allow for your business to be able to do that. It's allowing for you to be able to pivot and make that change because um, you are. It's evolving with you. Your your brand is evolving with you as a person, um, as a business owner, whatever it might be. Um, You know, especially like as people, we change. Like we are single, then we're married or not married. Whatever you do, and then you have kids or you don't have kids. Whatever it might be, you live in one place, you move to another you have to be able to be able to work with that. And so I think that for people out there, if I was saying getting started, do not have two separate Instagrams, have one Instagram um, and have it be your name and have it be like part of your business, right? I think that I I do this like workshop all the time um, and it's kind of talks about like your fave five. And those, fa- the thing is, is that there should be five things, um, that I would say four to five things that make up your brand, not your business, your brand. One of those should always be your business, the service that you offer. So like for you, for example, Olivia, like, yeah, your business is one piece of who you are Yeah, for sure. Right. It like makes up so much of our lives, but you're also not, your you're not a business. You're a person. Right. So, the other pieces of your life that you're passionate about, um, that you're okay with being like out in the public, like public facing, uh, should also be part of that. So maybe like for me, it's my dog is like a huge part of that, like tequila and drinks in San Diego are part of that, you know? And so community is part of that. And for you, it's like yoga and, or just health and wellness in general, or, you know, the lifestyle that you live and. Um, you know, having drinks, what I'm going to do this when we get off the phone. Oh, (laughs) I I can, yeah, we can, I can work you through it if you want, but it's basically the easiest template or guide for you when creating your content too. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you do have five things then like, look, you just have one day for each thing and it's like easy to plan out your social media content. Mm -hmm. Um, it helps really just with the overall strategy. And then maybe one of those, maybe you have a kid. And one of those things like starts to fall by the wayside, like your skin routine isn't like one of your five things anymore. So like your child does become one of those, you know, and, and it allows you to be able to evolve and shift. And I think that's a huge piece of it. Yeah. So to simply answer your question, one Instagram, one focus of for your business or like, you know, keep that multifaceted, but all have it be interwoven into your, what your overall like arching brand is. And I think that will, they'll be really helpful.
0: Yeah. Um, And then you can split off eventually, you know? Yeah. And like, not worry too much about it. Like get yourself out there. People aren't going to know. They're not just going to like stumble across your Instagram and be like, oh, I think she's a marketing strategist. Should I contact her? Like, it just doesn't work like that. You have to you know, contact, you have to put yourself out there. And something I, and there's a book called Your Story Brand. And something he says in that book is people buy stories, not Products. So, like, think about some of your favorite products or some of your favorite brands. You're like, oh, or even some people that you love to follow on Instagram. Like, oh my God, I love this girl. Like, she, you know, she has, she owns her own like clothing line, but she has these two cute little kids, and she always drinks tequila, you know, with her husband every day. Whatever. Like, you always have something to say about, you know, about them that you might even know that you like. Almost feel connected to them. So, like absolutely humanizing what you said earlier, like humanization is the core of what makes you successful. Like it's so true because people want to know you and your brand, like what you can do for them. Absolutely. It's the, it's the fact that
1: if you think about it this way, the product or service will get the client right. Or will get the customer, but the story and who you are and, and how you do it, is what keeps the client right right so that's that's the name of the game the retention piece too
0: yeah for sure so what would you say like so those four to five things can those be distributed across like blog posts and podcasts and all that stuff like it's not Yeah. yeah yes
1: absolutely so it's really kind of just the basis I think for your content in general and so I think that I'm a huge advocate of, um, creating content that can be repurposed like seven times. And so that means like across all channels and, you know, into Pinterest and, you know, you can even reuse it again a couple months later. Uh, but yeah, it definitely think about like, I like to use like real estate agents are probably one of my favorite people to work with because they're like content gold, but it's like, there's so many things that they could be talking about that they're also passionate about. And that can be put on your blog. Like if there's a real estate agent who loves local eateries like local taco shops. Then she talks about different taco shops or he talks about different taco shops um and puts it on his blog and then posts it on his social and then maybe like does a little story on their Instagram or Facebook stories talking about like why this taco is better than the other taco place. Or, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, sure. it's just that it's just really the five things are to be the foundation for the content that you produce.
0: Yeah. And repurposing content. So this is something that I do a lot. Um, so basically like, you know, the long form blog posts are, or long form Instagram posts are really popular right now. Um, I have always loved blogging. I've blogged since the beginning, since I started my business when I didn't have any clients, all I did was write a blog. Um, so I like love writing helpful tips and creating content. And when I write along you know, Instagram post, I will also send it in my email list and I'll also post it on Facebook and also LinkedIn. And then if it's long enough and I can add more to it, I'll write a blog post about it and then post it on Pinterest. So like repurposing content is going to be a way to just like, Ease your way into like, because I know that this is a huge struggle for people when they're like content creation, and I, I don't have any content to post and blah blah blah. So right, why don't right. we talk a little bit about content creation? Because I know that this is a huge question that a lot of people have, or just like a struggle, like, yeah. say, like how much content should I create? So, do you want to just talk about what you do for your clients, or any tips that you have sure, for people, like entrepreneurs that struggle with content creation? Yeah, I think content creation
1: is the I would say the number one pain point for any entrepreneur's marketing.
0: But also um, the most important
1: one. Right, exactly. Uh, I think that it do, I think the number one word to remember is consistency. So it's not about, you know, I get a lot of people that come to me and they go, how many times should I be posting? Like, do I need to post five times a day? Like, what time should I be posting? And I'm like, you're kind of like looking at the wrong thing. Like you're focused on the wrong thing. And I understand that you're just needing the guidance or like the checklist. Right. But it's just consistency. If you can commit to posting three social media posts per week, then do it. Um, and also like I had a client who is wildly intelligent and has like an incredible business. And she was like, um, well, yeah, I have to create a blog post every time I do a social media post. And I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> like that is way too much time. You're investing in content creation. Um, what I do is I keep a running notes thing in my phone, like a notes list. And if I'm out and about, or even if I'm in the grocery store, if I see something, or if I hear somebody talking about it or I see something in a Facebook group, somebody struggle or whatever, when I want to talk about it on marketing, or if I want to talk about it, talk about it on about tequila or like a cocktail or you know, something San Diego based that's opening. I keep this running list of my five things and I just make notes for myself under each of those. Mm. So that way I if I'm stuck with content or you know I'm just hitting some kind of weird place. Um I will jump into that notes list and then I'll just create something of it. Or I'll create it then and there and I'll save it for a later time. Like you don't need to just when you create something, you don't have to put it out right away, I think is also important to remember. Um, but also creating content is, can be a lot simpler than people realize. Um, one, one thing I will say to that is you're an expert for a reason, right? Like, you know, what, you know, and to the degree that you know it, because you've spent and you've dedicated the time to be at that level, whether it's the education piece or just like the time piece, whatever it might be. Um, but remember that the people that you're speaking to don't, aren't there so things that come second nature to us are very like would never come to another person naturally mm-hmm. right that's why they come to us for help so for me one of the things that i talk of, like talk about with clients all the time is break down like just your simple processes and you could talk about that mm-hmm. you know so um you know even the simplest things like tips and tricks and things that you use um that have made your life easier like as a web designer right maybe you have a certain flow or you know the thing that the first thing you do when you log on to your computer is what you know and that's what people want to know so mm-hmm. you can create content out of literally anything but yeah. those five things help you keep like a good structure
0: yeah so, and knowing who your ideal client is too like getting you know knowing your audience and who you're talking to and um yeah, like just sharing. And I think too, I, you know, sharing intuitively, like when it feels right, like I think, oh shoot. Oh, I thought I was frozen. Um, sharing intuitively too, like not posting just to post, like sharing content of value. That's going to like have a call to action. It's going to like send people to your website or it's going to, you know, uh, ask them to like interact with one another, um, giving a freebie or whatever it is, but providing that, you know, that value so that like every time someone reads your, your post, they're either being inspired or educated or something. I think that there's like three I's or E's or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So one thing I do want to talk about is before we like get carried away. (laughs) Um, I know an hour already, um, is like getting people off of social media and onto your website. So I design websites for people that convert. So basically people will come from a podcast, a Facebook, um, pinterest linkedin instagram youtube a business card and they go to a website and they you know are like okay i need this person so how would you suggest from i'm just gonna say let's just talk about instagram just because i know everyone's on it and everyone wants to know all the things instagram Um, (laughs) how you would suggest like creating content to get people off of instagram and onto your website well i think that it's that's such a
1: hard thing to answer just in general, because I think you have to figure out why it is that you want to get them to your website. Right. Right. And you always
0: do right though. Like you want them to hire you and in order to, they want to look at your services and what you have to offer. Absolutely. Um, a website is without a doubt, one of the
1: most important pieces to invest in for your business. Um, And it doesn't have to be this like, sorry. Can I quote that? Can I say that? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, No, it is. It really is. I think that it doesn't have to be a crazy website. It doesn't have to be super flashy and multiple pages and tons of copy and context. Like, you know that's something you want to get to as far as like for the seo stuff and we won't even touch that but the <laughs> purpose of your website is the conversion. Mm-hmm. But if there are ways that you can do cr- get that conversion um in as little steps as possible is going to be kind of the name of the game. Um I will tell you that like I convert most of my clients through social media. Mm-hmm. um and my website is used as the collateral it shows like my cre- like credibility they're able to go there um they can see like who i am and they, they can know your services
0: cuz if, yeah, if they didn't then it would be like they probably wouldn't
1: hire you i don't trust anybody that doesn't have a website yeah <laughs> hands down like i just don't <laughs> i don't understand it like i think you're an influencer and then i'm like mm, no no so then um i think that the number one way to get people is have a call to action and let that call to action be as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can do that through a couple of things. You can, if your goal is to grow your email list, you can have, um, a landing page that, you know, is linked through your Instagram, um, bio that, you can then create an opt in and give them the incentive to sign up for your email list. Emails are gold. So maybe we should like have another like podcast about, email
0: we'll bring you back on and we'll, <laughs> and
1: we'll talk all um, that. yeah, but I would say the best thing to do. And I think that like our mutual business coach talks about this too, and, um, is a key thing for your website is put your prices up on your site. Mm-hmm. That is the easiest freaking way to not only make sure that you're driving people to your website from your social media, it's making sure that you're working with the quality, not quality is a bad word, the level of client that you require. Yeah. Like you uh, because. On
0: the phone with someone that thinks that your service is so much lower than it actually is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait,
0: and yeah. And I have a client
1: who based on her site, you would think that she did what, like she's in the wedding industry, that they are low, like lower budget weddings. And she's like, oh, I won't take anyone that's, you know, less than 30,000. And if you look at her photos, like without a $30,000 budget, if you look at her photos, you're like, yeah, no kidding. These weddings are beautiful, but her website doesn't really represent that. Mm. So I think that having, um, a, a Clear call to action to get to people. Make sure that it's easy for them to get there. Make sure your links are correct. Make sure they're up to date. You know, use like um, Campsite or link, link Tree or whatever it might be. Whatever it's or Campfire. I don't know whatever those ones are called. But um, I use I use them all. And um, um, but it is it makes it easy for people to just go in and click through. I think is I click on people's link in bio constantly. I'm always curious to learn more and just, I hope that answers the question, but I think that it's imperative to make sure that it's just, there's a reason why you're sending them there.
0: Well, and like all of your marketing efforts that you're putting into, if they're not going to a, what, like a high converting website, your marketing Mm -hmm. efforts aren't going to mean anything. So yep. like when you work with clients that like you, so you help them with their marketing, like what's the biggest issue that they typically have? Like, what's the biggest thing that you work with them on? Um, in
1: general, I think that it is just their marketing strategy, where their areas of focus should be because they all think that they need to have their hand in everything. And then they're not seeing anything convert because they're not, you know, focusing their time in the right places. Uh, And then the content piece, 100%, -hmm. the biggest pain point for every entrepreneur is the content. So we develop that strategy on a weekly basis and with actionable items to get them closer and closer to their goals and focusing on the areas that are going to get them the highest conversion to make them money.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that like, I think that's important to remember is like, When you're putting stuff out there, like yes, you want to educate and inspire, but you also, you know, want to show your expertise that you're able to do it. And by having like a clear call to action that's taking you to a clear website that shows what you do, shows your professionalism, your legitimacy, is what's gonna, you know, is gonna help you convert for sure. Because I I always struggle with that. It's like my website is beautiful. Just go to my website. (laughs) Like yeah. But it's really, you know, I want to you know, educate and help people to as best as I, as best as I can. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. This is so good. I wrote down so many notes. I feel like I could just walk around in the microphone by you and just have you say quotes because, of- <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else you want to add about entrepreneurship, business, marketing, I think that I just want
1: to hit home the like piece that you make up your business and your brand and people want to work with your business because of you. So don't lose sight of that and don't let your personal insecurities and your fears allow you or keep you from allowing people to get to know you. And that is going to, in the end, be what helps convert. So the little things about you, those guilty pleasures, like if you love binge watching Gossip Girl on the weekends, like talk about that because guaranteed, other people can relate.
0: So, Gossip Girl, have we talked about Gossip Girl? Because I used to love Gossip Girl. Oh yeah, me too.
1: My <laughs> I just remember getting the question when I was younger, being like, "What's your guilty
0: pleasure?" And I was like, "Gossip Girl." <laughs> I know I watched that like in college. I feel like. <laughs> I know. No. Maybe I it was college. It. <laughs> I don't
1: remember how old I was. I'm aging myself.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And like, I definitely find that where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like scared to put it out there. Like I'm worried. And now I'm just kind of like, Oh, whatever. Like someone's going to have to say, have something to say about it. I'm just going to put it out there because I don't really care anymore. And nobody, nobody cares. And nobody cares. That's the thing. Like nobody cares. Like I was so worried about changing my business name last year. And then I did it and everyone was like, Oh my God, I love it. Was yeah like, nobody like oh the things that we overthink. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't even notice? Like I've been pulling no. my hair out the past like 6 months trying to figure out Well how to- no because you
1: are your brand and it was so seamless with that transition that people were just like, "Oh, it's it's Olivia." You know, yeah. like people don't people have their own shit going on. They don't have the time to like keep track of what you're doing, but you can make an impact and that's what they'll remember.
0: Yeah. And that's what they remember. And like your why, and that's like the most important thing. Totally. Okay. This is so good. So, um, you want to just tell us how we can connect with you and work with you and all that good stuff.
1: Yes. Well, I think the best place to go is um, for me personally is my Instagram. It's at Chanel Senego. And I do people need to say at anymore. I guess I don't, but it's <laughs> Chanel Senego all one word.
0: And if you would like.com to- backslash Chanel Snago <laughs> From the desktop. From your desktop. After you're looking at it. I honestly go on I'm Instagram all the time on my, on my computer.
1: Oh, me too. Now that I can message and stuff on there, it's great.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And then if you're interested in level and checking out what that is and seeing if there's a chapter near you or you're interested in being involved and, you know, leading a chapter in your city, oh, uh, that. Ooh, what was I going to say? It just sounded funny is, um, level.community is our Instagram handle and our website is thelevelcommunity.com. So, um, yeah, and stay tuned because I will be launching my podcast, uh, where we talk with entrepreneurs about every other piece of their life that makes up who they are other than
0: their business. So yeah. that will be launching in June. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I can't wait for that. Cause we've been, we wanted, so we wanted to launch a podcast together and then neither of us could get our shit together. And then, no, I couldn't get my
1: shit together. (laughs) You've all, you always have your shit together. And I was like, I'm going through a lot right now. Just run with it, girlfriend. (laughs) And now look, your podcast is freaking incredible. So,
0: and now I have a podcast and now Chanel has her own. So now I can just like have each other on, like, I want to have someone on like every, that's like a recurring guest that just kind of like gives their two cents in so yeah you'll probably be that person I'm it'll here over like cocktails it'll be like a bonus episode I just saw the yeah. idea. it'll be a bonus episode like I like it once a month or something it'll be like over cocktails or something you know what could it be is
1: like when remember the show where it was like people on their couch uh, uh, watching reality shows like after the reality show played it could be <laughs> oh, yeah. like we could listen to a bunch of podcasts from that week of like other people's podcasts and then give our like two cents on everything.
0: (laughs) Oh, did you hear what you said? I know like a compilation like uh, a podcast. I was, so I was doing a bunch of research for the podcast kit that just launched and it like basically categorizes all these different people that like, are in podcasts so if you if you don't even want to buy the podcast kit go to the podcast landing page podcast kit landing page and read all this the research that I did because it's actually really interesting but there's these like people that there are called super listeners according to Neil Patel and it's those people that listen to like 13 podcast episodes a week and I was like I read that I saw that I'm definitely a super listener I listen to oh. so, I listen to podcasts all day every day I listen to
1: podcasts constantly and like, what are your favorite podcasts?
0: Um, I have a few. So to be honest, like I love true crime. So like, oh, okay. I, to, like, I knew that about you. Yeah. yeah. That's like definitely my guilty pleasure. I listen to some true crime ones, but, um, I listen to like a graphic design one. It's called creative talk. Um, and they just talk about like design trends and stuff. And that's really interesting. Um, Jenna black. She has a really good one. She talks about like manifesting money and like money mindset. Um, things like that. Uh, who else has a good one? Oh, um, chakra girl radio, Amberly Lyon. She has a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Great people on it. Um, and I love Sunny Leonard doozy the sunny show. Oh yes.
1: Um, I I saw her speak. Um, I think it's the same person. Yeah. She, um, I saw her speak like a few years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Oh my gosh. I don't even know, but at, um, social media day and she had like a, a YouTube video that had gone viral and, um, she is so she's so cool and down to earth and like such a and her and I um, would be such
0: good friends. Like she's one of those people that like, she's not yeah. a celebrity, but I feel like she is, but like, oh, yeah. I know we would be EFFs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like me and Reese. Yeah. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like her. I am a huge fan of like, um, a lot of the times podcasts are my like escape from like business life, mm-hmm. um, business podcasts that I love. Like I listen to, Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of how I built this. Like I always have been a big fan of that podcast. That's a good one. Um, I love your podcast. I listen to your podcast all the time. And then I'm, (laughs) I love Girls Gotta Eat. And I love this, like, um, Stassi Schroeder's straight up with Stassi. Oh, um, yeah. podcast. I mean, they're so silly, but it like, lets me like get away from the business mind of things. Yeah. Um, but I, there are so many good podcasts out there. Honestly, like my library is always full. I know it's, it's wild.
0: I know. I like the podcast where like, like sometimes when I do listen to business podcasts while I'm working though, I find myself taking notes and then I'm like, okay, I need to not yeah. do that right now. Yeah, and
1: I think there's like podcasts for different things. Like my morning walk, I always listen to like the the Times, the Daily one, because they're only like oh, thirty minutes, yeah. and it kind of just gives me, and like Gary V. I mean, it just I have things for different, different things. But I will say, if you want to bring on like that like person where they like can chime in, one of my favorite ones is, um, Dax Shepherd's Armchair Expert. Have you listened to that? No, but I love Dax Shepard. Oh, me too. Like. in love with him listen to that you'll know what I mean he's got I think her name's um Jess and she's like his producer or something and she's always like commenting or it's great it's a great dynamic
0: yeah I love that well we'll have to have you on as like a it'll be like behind the design after hours (laughs) done (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we just went on such a tangent. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. Well, this was so awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you liked it, make sure you give Chanel a follow because she always has great cocktail recipes, um, and then just great advice and follow level for lots of inspiration. And then it'd be awesome if there were. Um there was a chapter near you. I mean they're in a lot of the major cities. Like there's one in Connecticut. So if anyone's over here and Fairfield. Yep, and Fairfield. So they're they're in most like major-ish cities. Um and then if you like this episode, share, leave a review, and subscribe because it really helps me out. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much, Chanel. Thank you. All right, I'll see you guys in the next episode.